Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome to Health and Safety Conversations. Here's your host, Tom Bourne. Hi, and welcome to Health and Safety Conversations. I'm your host, Tom Bourne, and with me today is the wonderful Emma Parsons. Emma, how are you? I'm great. Thanks, Tom. And how are you? Oh, excellent. Perth's roughly a, a lovely 16 degrees this time of year. It's uh, a bit mild, but uh, otherwise good. Uh, whereabouts are you located, Emma? Uh, I'm on the Gold Coast over in Queensland. Oh, dear. It's terrible. Sunnier. <laughs> terrible weather there. I can tell you now a lot of people in Perth still talk about Queensland and the Gold Coast with longing eyes. So um, well done for being there. Emma, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you currently do and your journey in safety? Okay, so... I'll probably start from the beginning. That's probably the the easiest part. So I was in construction for over 20 years um, on site, um, tier one, tier two constructions over in the UK, um, running big teams, um, having to be the alpha female where there was no other females <laughs> for a very long time on site. Um, so always had to be... Um, better and bigger and quicker than than anyone else because um otherwise I didn't stand out so doing that was very stressful um and then we I came over to Australia 10 years ago this month so um and then within about nine yeah nine years within about a year um I ended up separating with from my husband and what happened was is that I ended up having a mental breakdown um, because being in construction for so long and having those high pressures and not showing any cracks, because if you did, you were vulnerable and then you were weak and then you was cast aside and you definitely do not talk about your emotions or how you're feeling. So everything got locked down, everything compounded. And then when I ended up going through a separation with my husband, I ended up having a mental breakdown because everything wasn't just that. It was just everything that had compounded just came out. 
um, went, did the normal therapy of um, psychology. Didn't really cut it for me because it wasn't quick enough results um, because that's what I was used to. <laughs> it's like, I'm still crying. Why am I still crying? <laughs> um, and it was a big, tough journey. I was I was on three, three antidepressants, Valium and sleeping pills at one point. So it was pretty tough because I was over here with my family and three kids and mm. no way to support myself because at that stage, my husband was wanted me home because he was FIFO. Mm. So then I was on my search looking for um, quicker results and came across a monk. He did a technique on me called a mind detox and he moved me more in one hour than what the psychologist had in three months. Mm. And I said to him, you've got to teach me what you just did. <laughs> like, yeah. What was that? And I became his student for two years and don't worry didn't shave my head or walk around in sheets <laughs> um and it was a massive learning curve because I was this alpha dominant female that was completely stressed that was now broken and never really gone down any spiritual path um and if you had told me six months prior that I was going to be a monk student I would have told you it was crazy <laughs> you know um, and I started no, and then I just started consuming, consuming loads of personal development, CBT, um, started learning NLP and started living what I was learning. By this stage, I was back out in construction and I was actually living what I was learning and, and I was teaching what I was learning as well, just by default. And I was realizing I was getting better results from the team. Um, and then one day I came home and my daughter said, oh, you're just a hippie mom now. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she was like, well, to be honest, mum, you haven't really laughed for years. Um, and she said, you certainly haven't baked for months because I used to be a big baker. Mm -hmm. And uh, she said, we don't actually feel like we're walking on eggshells. We don't worry about what mood you're going to be coming home in. And that was a massive wake up call for me yeah, because yeah. I hadn't realized what the impact of me being stressed had had on my kids. And I was thinking, wow, if I could be moved from that alpha stressed woman to now being a hippie, hippie mum, <laughs> you know, but actually coming home and actually, you know, having a filled life and journey with my children, if I can do it, anyone can do it. So that was a massive pinnacle moment from who I used to be to who I was, uh, who I am, what was at that time. And then... I then decided to start my own business and start coaching. And I was coaching women for a long time. And then I was approached um, by, in a cafe by a gentleman. And he was six foot two, bald, big beard. Are you Emma Parsons? Uh, yes, I think so. <laughs> Depends what you want. <laughs> <laughs> he said, and he's, he had actually seen a post that I put out. And it was all around wearing a mask, hiding how you're feeling. And um, because it was a photo that I had put out of me separating from my husband three weeks after and said, how do you think I'm feeling? And everyone was saying, oh, you look so happy. You look in love. It's like, no, actually, this is me. I cry myself to sleep. I'm mm -hmm. on three antidepressants, Valium and sleeping pills. Never judge a book by its cover and people will show you what they want you to see. And growing up with a single dad, I was extremely good at locking down my emotions and showing people what they wanted to see and or what I wanted them to see, should I say, <laughs> you know. So so then 
he said he this guy actually said to me he said we need you back and he actually worked for a tier one he was actually out in the mines and I said I know they have counselors out on site I said why are you not seeing them and he said well he said they've never walked a day in my shoes they don't know what it's like he said but I know you have yeah I know you understand what it's like out there when you know out on site when things are hard he said and I know you understand industry he said so I'll take I'll take notice of you he said we need you back and it was a really pinnacle moment for me because I did some Facebook ads just to see whether the guys were listening whether they wanted to know you know Mm -hmm. so and I tell you what um the the retention rate on the videos that I put out as testers far superseded anything I put out for women. It was like the men were crying for help. Yep. And it was like, okay, me being either all in or all out, I was all in. <laughs> cool. Cool. So I then started focusing on on guys um, and then realizing that, you know, that they wasn't um, at the stage of, of, of um actively seeking for coaching like we're talking about tradies here the guy you know boilermakers carpenters electricians you know they wasn't ready for it so it's like well how can I get to them Mm -hmm. so then I started looking at doing leadership training coaching communications all of that stuff with the leaders to filter push down and I started realizing very quickly that people were very happy of trying to solve a problem that they had but they were solving the symptoms, not Mm. the problem, not the cause. And I was doing all these leadership training courses and I love facilitating. But for me, it's like, how am I making a difference here? How do I know that this is actually what you need? You know, Mm -hmm. are we just, how how big is this band-aid going to get before we actually understand what the root cause of all this is? So then I started looking on, and coming from construction, we're we're used to KPIs. (laughs) KPIs are everywhere. So then I started looking into, okay, so how can I make this measurable? How can I find something and do something that's actually going to mean something in mental health? Because at the moment, there is no way that we can measure mental health. Yep. There's well-being. There's, mm-hmm. are you feeling stressed? Yes or no? What's that going to do? How how do you know whether it's a temporary stress, a good stress, a bad stress, how long it's go- going on for? So I started scrolling through the legislation (laughs) and because there was nothing out there to educate any anything around psychosocial hazards psychosocial risks there was the word one word in the legislation which says that it is that uh, health means physical and psychosocial but everyone still talks about physical okay and then when you have a look and then I I started digging and digging and the more I was talking to, to clients and people, it was it was becoming really clear to me that no one really understood what that actually meant or how to manage it. Yeah. So I just went into a massive deep dive and educating myself and trialing, testing things and found and developed a system called MindSafe, which looks at psychosocial risks and hazards within a company and gives you KPIs. So we don't actually need to know how stressed your people are. I can tell you from the results. Oh, you know. And the thing as well that, that that worries me at the moment is the fact that it's it's split, like well-being spoken about, like we have HR looking after well-being. We mm. have health and safety looking after well-being. Yep. 
But when you have a look at psychosocial and actually do the digging, we're talking about work, we're talking about roles, we're talking about leadership, we're talking about communication, we're talking about environment. It's like, okay, so how do you know what's falling through the cracks? If someone said to you, like they do, when you get audited, especially for ISO, can you show me your safe system of work for X? Mm-hmm. I can guarantee you that no one has a safe system of work for psychosocials. Yeah. yeah, And that's frightening. Yeah, it is. I, I heard the other day that they may have released an, an international standard on um, for uh, psychosocial health, but I haven't investigated it further because I only heard about it, I think, a couple of weeks ago. So um, mm. that's something. Um, I think <laughs> your background lends uh, great weight to what you do simply because you have the building industry experience to start with. And um, let's be perfectly honest, uh, particularly young males, you're talking about an extraordinary rate of, of suicide that still mm. continues. And of course, you've got your lovely, you mentioned FIFO workers and they're still predominantly male mm. and they still predominantly suffer from being away from family and friends for, mm. for extended periods of times regularly. Um, yeah, I, I think you've got your work cut out for you. I don't think you'll ever be... <laughs> unbusy to be honest well it i'm more than happy to be as busy as busy can be because at the end of the day we're saving lives we're actually looking at what's actually the problems and not you know not covering over them um i was talking to um a female because there's been a lot of investigations at the moment with regards to um bullying and harassment and that's Mm. generally when people think of psychosocials that's generally where they go is you know, bullying and harassment. And I'm like, that's one part. There's about another eight parts you're missing, you know. And it surprises me the amount of FIFO sites that have dongers that are interlinked with males and females all mixed up. Because if you think about it, you've got, at the end of the day, you know, everyone's tired. You've got people sitting outside their dongers having mm-hmm. a chat. Yep. And it could it can be dark quite early. Yes. And yes. now you're talking about a female walking through many dongers that are full of many men sitting outside and often getting wolf whistled and feeling intimidated to get to their donger, which is also surrounded by other men. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that all men are like this and you know certainly there are a a number of cases that come out that the women are doing the the harassment as well but it surprises me of a simple thing of putting female dongers right next to the mess hall or or the first port of call that they can get home safely and they're together Mm -hmm. it surprises me why isn't it done yeah no there's there's not a lot of thought put into that i don't believe uh, which is which is strange, but I guess it's just one of those things that maybe they just haven't thought about at this stage. Um, I know the Minerals Council over here released a report called uh, Enough is Enough, where they uh, talk about some of the poor behaviours on mine sites and make recommendations. Um, I've spoken about it in another episode. I, I don't want to rehash it, to be honest, because it, it's mm. just it's it's just pretty poor. Um all right, 
And I think also just to bring onto the legislation as well, there's so many companies and and people within companies that actually don't understand what their liabilities are um, or obligations are. I mean, for instance, you know, the health and safety legislation over in WA changed over in in March. And one of them, one of the changes was, is there, if there are penalties that are incurred by a work health and safety breach, Mm. it is no longer covered by insurance. Insurance, that's exactly right. You'll be happy to know that's also currently in lovely Queensland, Mm. um, which, uh, oh my God, I applaud so much because the idea of, of taking your own personal liability and giving it to an insurance company, just, it never sat well with me. Um, a kind of excused behaviour and mm. obligations from, let's be honest, officers and those above them. It just wasn't a good fit. Um, educate me. What are some of the psychosocial hazards and risks that you see on a day-to-day basis at a workplace? I mean, obviously you've got your bullying and harassment, um, aggression, Um I've seen some that come through where people are uncertain whether they've experienced sexual harassment. Um, I had a CEO said, what do you mean they're uncertain? How can they be uncertain? And and I said, well, take it from a perspective of a female. How close is too close? You know, how, you know, it's intimidation, you know, and putting their arm around you, you know, is it banter? Or now is it overstepping the mark? How uncomfortable do I have to be to report this? Or is it all in my head? Yeah. And that's that's a cult, that's a company cultural thing, right? So it's this is we do not accept this. This is, and that's sort of around context. And that's what I think a lot of companies struggle with is actually contextualizing what what their policies and processes look like. Um the other one is is generally um autonomy, clarity as well um people being micromanaged um causes a lot of stress uh feeling um i did an assessment last week and there were people there so we we what we've incorporated is is high risk indicators so to see whether there are any high potentially high risk individuals within the company Mm -hmm. so that might look like that they feel lonely and isolated they have no one that they can talk to about anything it's like okay they're a high risk because mm. if anything happens, where do they go? How do yeah. they get the help? What what do they need to move? So that's sort of something we're seeing as well. Um, people are also still in um, sort of speaking up, having that psychologically safe working environment. So being able to say what they think and without any fear of being Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. 
That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Reprimanded at all. Um, and I think also a lot of um, things that are coming through at the moment is you know, things are moving really quickly, you know, at the moment, you know, we've just gone through a whole um, materials um, shortage mm. and now we're through a skills shortage. We've now also got, um, you know, the interest rates in the economy um, pay, playing its part as well. And all of these are factors. I mean, obviously we can't give everyone pay rises and, and mm. fix their financial problems, but we can support them on showing them where they can go. Um, so a lot of it at the moment, there's obscurity around um, what's expected of them um, because they're having to pitch in now. So whereas their role was this, whereas mm. we don't have someone here. So this person and this person has to fill the gap. Um, and that brings a lot of confusion um, and then processes and policies um, or the processes of their workflow can drop down as well. So Psychosocial risks is and hazards are things that happen within an organization that can create stress. Yeah. Oh, I know there's lots of new managers and uh, supervisors that come through that are now becoming aware that uh, they have to provide a, uh, a mentally safe workspace as well as a, um, a physically safe workspace. Yeah. And, to me, the physical hazards are always, well, seem to be a lot easier to spot than any mm -hmm. psychosocial hazards. Any advice for supervisors or managers in spotting some psychosocial hazards? Yeah, so the thing, the tricky thing that came out in the code of practice, which is is very good that it's put it, they put it in, but they've actually just mentioned it once and it's down to perception. So it's a personal perception. So for instance, you can have two people working under the same manager, the manager treating them both exactly the same. One of them's a worker being, so they're happy being told what to do, when to do it by, and being micromanaged. Mm. Whereas the other person can be extremely frustrated and stressed out because they feel that this person, their manager's breathing down their neck. It's causing stress in one, but not stress in the other, mm. right? So... By do so the only way that you're actually going to find out is consultations and assessments um and it's encouraging a safe environment where they feel that they can actually talk and speak up um you know i had a situation i had a day of focus groups yesterday following the assessment we did last week and there was there was someone that for me was a red flag and part of what i do is is all around confidentiality um, and integrity so I sort of approached the person and I said to, him, said to them, do you mind if I give you a call tomorrow? And they said, yeah, sure. And I said, okay, great. I'll give you a call tomorrow. And I spoke to them today about the concerns I had. Mm -hmm. And then I created a safe place. And then I sort of encouraged them of what it would look like to bring it to the senior leadership team to get it resolved. Um, and it's, it's things like that that go unseen because people aren't speaking to people and, and everyone's busy. Leaders are busy. Everyone's busy at the moment because we're pitching in for everyone else. So looking at changing in, in behavior, you know, is someone withdrawing more, is someone more angry, is someone snapping or is someone just a bit off? You just, and, and trust your gut. I mean, you, your gut will tell you if someone isn't, aren't themselves um, and talk to them. 
you know, and if you know that there's another leader that they get on with better, get them to talk to them um, because you're entering then into a consultation of what can we do to help what's going on for you. Um, and then the investigations and stuff can start. But it's looking at, you know, you think about how do we do this smart and not hard? Because if you've got 100, 200 or thousands of people, how do we capture all of this and and sort of manage it on a company level rather than just on on on, on sort of spot buyers? Yep. Um, because that's exhausting. And that's when you start looking at having holding assessments, surveys, holding focus groups, having conversations with people and getting them to speak up. And I'm, I'm guessing that's where the mind safe system could actually help. Mm, yes, absolutely. And um, we look at, we're, we're quite in depth. <laughs> we have over a hundred questions on our assessment, um, but it actually only takes 12 minutes. <laughs> so we've actually got it down to a fine art and that's, that's an average across all the companies that we've done it in. So, um, and with that, we then look at, we actually put all the questions through algorithms um, and it then gives us a gauge KPIs against each factor, an overall factor, um, an overall uh, score as well of where they are. Um, a lot of my companies actually use that to go to the board and submit that to the board of this is where we are with, with um, psychosocial risks as part of their health and safety um information that they hand over to the board um because at the end of the day they're also liable so they need to know what's going in the business um and then you know i know how busy people are so we we look at how we can do as much as we can so that you guys don't have to because you're busy as well mm. so and then there's nothing worse than getting loads of answers of a survey and like where do i even start <laughs> You know, so we actually go through the algorithms and we actually sort of sit down with you and sort of go through a debrief session. This is what the survey said. This is what came out of the focus groups. This is where your high risks are. This is where your, your short wins are going to be. This is a this is this is going to be a longer process. So this is what needs to happen over time. Um, and then we actually work with you to, of what that looks like to embed into your business. So we hold you account as well. Um, and we just give you three things to focus on. These are three things that you need to focus on. Um, if there's already high risks, that's the first thing that I always do is ring up and say, right, you need to do this now. <laughs> we have an issue. <laughs> you yeah. know? And um, and that's, that's sort of invaluable for them because we're acting right in that moment and supporting them. So they're fulfilling their due diligence and also supporting people that are struggling. Good. I, I like the mention of due diligence. It's it's not raised often enough um, within companies. Mm. Um, no, it sounds like it certainly can help. Um, any tips or strategies for management to help their staff who are going through some personal issues um, just to try and help? Mm. I mean, I think the, the sort of we've just gone through Are You OK Day and, and one comment that they put out on their posters is that you don't you don't have to uh, you don't have to be qualified mm. to have a conversation. And that's very true. Um, and I think we, we go back a step, um, Tom, with regards to demything conversations, because men as a natural state are solution focused. We have a problem we're going to fix it yes. <laughs> we need to fix it whereas women are nurturers 
And we probably often find this playing out in relationships at home where the woman vents from her day. The, the husband turns around and says, well, just don't do that. And it's fine. And then the woman starts exploding even more <laughs> because I just want you to listen. I don't need you to fix it. Whereas, and then that's the, the other way around. The guy opens up. He wants to brainstorm. And she, oh, that must be really hard, honey. And he gets frustrated because he's not getting what he wants. So with that in mind, now put men on a building site. And you've now got guys that are probably struggling themselves, can't solve the issues themselves. So how can I have a conversation with him and help him solve his problem? Yeah, yeah. And my statement on that is it's not your job. It is not your job to fix their problem. Mm. It is their job. Yes. Your job is to be a pressure valve. And questions of so with with men, it, it's good to walk. So when you when you know that someone's not, if I can see someone that is struggling, I will just say, Hey, do you want to go for a coffee? Let's go for a walk around the block. I will get them moving. Um, and then when moving, because men don't like constant eye contact when they're com when they're conversing especially when it's when they're struggling it gives them other places to look they're moving other things to focus on as well and then you can sort of just slightly guide of oh you don't seem yourself today is everything okay so these are sort of questions that that sort of can just prompt them to open up to see whether they want to you're sort of laying the ground but you're not forcing the issue um and just by them knowing that you've acknowledged them and that you see them makes them feel lighter. Um, and then if they do open up at the end of the conversation, once they do open up, asking them questions of, okay, so what are your options? So you get them to tell you what their options are. Okay, so so what, what do you think you're going to do? Mm. You know, do, Can I check in with you tomorrow and see how, how it went? Do you need me to do that with you? Like if they say, oh, I need to find the doctor. Okay, so, so when, what does, when does that look like? Can you do that now? Do you want me to be with you? You know, so it's, it's holding them account to what they know they need to be doing, but getting them to tell you what they need to do um, because that's more powerful from it coming from them yep. um, than you telling them what they need to do. Yep. Um, the other thing as well is that we have an app um proactive action um app it's on both android and apple and on there i encourage people to download it because we actually have a list of health helpful numbers of every single state in australia so every free number that is available every free helpline is available in each state is is on there and i get people to do toolbox talks around them so if you're struggling with financial help, you know, finances at the moment, there's a financial first aid number. Here's the number on the app. You know, if you're struggling with, with DV, here's the number. It's on the app. You know, guys will go looking for help. Dr. Google is generally guy's best friend. Um, so if you give them the information or tell them where to go, they will look for it. So it's just about moving people that one degree to get the help that they need. Good, good. I like the idea of, of getting people to... Uh come up with their own solutions um, because I think if if they do it they're more likely to follow through and take action than if some, you impose something on them I think that's a really good idea mm. um, talked about leadership training and leadership education 
How important do you believe it is for the new generation of leaders that are coming through and the ones that currently exist to actually have some level of emotional intelligence? Oh, without a shadow of a doubt, it should be the number one priority. Um, Emotional intelligence, it is everything. Um, You can have, it opens the floor to so much with regards to being able to have difficult conversations in a really calm and safe environment to not being able to, to take on other people's stuff when they get angry and they're throwing stuff at you from you to stop responding back. Also to shift your perspective as well, to see different points of view and being open to innovation, right? And encouraging that and being able to sort of step aside and, you know, being part of the group rather than pulling the group along and being that manager. Um, so emotional intelligence is absolutely crucial for every every lead, everyone whether they're a leader or not um it will improve everybody's life substantially and it has done with me um i never even knew it existed eight years ago um so yes absolutely and if you don't know what emotional intelligence is then reach out please i'm more yeah. than happy to have the conversation <laughs> ah that's good that's good um just one oh, we might do one more question before you we have to call it a day. You mentioned baking. Uh, my lovely, my lovely wife is is the dessert queen. Uh, what's what do you bake particularly well? Um, I used to bake cakes and bread and Irish soda bread's probably my, my go to because it's quick, it's easy, and and it's yum. Yeah, <laughs> and, apparent, yeah. and it's like your your um damp damper. Yep. So yep. I've been told that it's like your your damper here. So um, but I sort of cheat. I put sugar and raisin <laughs> in mine and it's just like fruit loaf. So, um, yeah, and cakes are, are my my favourite. <laughs> yep. uh, I do have a sweet tooth. Um, all right. Now, Emma, if I'm watching or listening to this and I want to reach out and contact you, there will be details at the end, but tell me, how do I contact you for further help? So you can email me. So you can email me at emma at proactiveaction.co. Um, you can reach out on our website at proactiveaction.co. Um, you can also contact me on LinkedIn as well, um, which is the LinkedIn forward slash MS Emma Parsons. Um, or you can give me a call as well. Um, Excellent. So- yeah, Excellent. more than happy to answer. There are no stupid questions either, honestly. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. No. <laughs> I fielded a few myself. But... All right, all right. Hey, listen, I just want to thank you so much for coming on the show. And I'm, I'm hoping that people will uh, reach out to you and get some help. But more importantly, I hope you help raise the education around psychosocial uh, hazards and issues in the workplace. Um, it's been a great pleasure to have you on. Thank you very much, Emma. No, thank you, Tom. It's been my pleasure. Anytime. Right. Take Look care. Look forward to speaking to you soon. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Health and Safety Conversations with Tom Bourne. Until next time, stay safe and enjoy the rest of your week. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 